Welcome to the Fit People Problems Podcast with your host, Rowan Edmonds. Fit People Problems will feature a guest each week to discuss the ups and downs of women's fitness. Rowan and her guests will cover topics from the potential harms of a fitness journey to turning a passion into a career. Tune in every Monday at 1. And now, here's your host, Rowan Edmonds. Welcome to episode 5 of the Fit People Problems Podcast. Today, I have my dear friend, Davis Barla, here with me. How are you doing? Dear friend, what a title. Love it. All right. I have a person here. Are you going to get that redacted? Um, and we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Previously, all I've had for my guests have been women. But today, I wanted to do a little compare and contrast of what men and women experience in the gym and some stuff from like social media to unwanted attention. So what I've had to deal with versus what you've had to deal with and just about it. Cool. Yeah, I'm super right. excited again. Did my capstone here back in 2021 on social media. It was a little bit more on the athletic side. Oh, I yeah, learned definitely. learned a lot about social media trends, and it's crazy to see how far it's advanced even over two years now. I know, it's crazy. But So to start with, I ask all my guests this question. Tell me about your personal fitness journey and how you got into it. So I really started working out actually when I got to Piedmont uh, back in 2017, and uh, it really was my roommates. A couple of the sweet mates and roommates were really big into working out. I wasn't the biggest. I spent most of my time just sitting in the room while they <laughs> kind of went to the gym. And it kind of, you know, they, they kind of just kept asking. It was mm-hmm. kind of like every day, hey, you want to go to the gym? No. Hey, you want to go to the gym? No. And then finally, <laughs> it was like, I was given an ultimatum of like, well, you're coming to the gym today. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to the I gym today. I guess I'm going today, to the so. gym. Yeah, because you used to play baseball here, right? I did. I played for three years. I ended up quitting in the fall of... I guess it would be fall of 2020. So mm-hmm. three, three full years. I was hurt for two of them. So I only actually oh, was able to record one year. But, perfect. Uh, Did you do lifts for that as well? or? Yeah, I spent a lot of time uh, in a rehab. That's still a, <laughs> that's still a running joke here uh, with, the, with the athletic trainers. Uh, there's a couple of them that are still here that were here during my time. And that's a running joke that I could probably be an athletic trainer just from how much time I've spent yeah, in there. So. fair, fair. Cam, my boyfriend, is the exact same way. So he's constantly injured. But anyway, so how much does social media influence your personal, like what you do in fitness? You know, like if you were to open your Instagram for you page or something, what would you see on it? I definitely think it'd be TikTok. I have a lot of, especially in my saved category, I have a whole (laughs) thing of just like saved TikToks, Mm -hmm. mainly stretches. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been able to self-identify a lot of things uh, about my physical anatomy over the years. Mm -hmm. Now, the more that I've done this and one of the biggest problems I have is I, as I sit here right now, I'm slouched over because yeah. my shoulders roll. Forward, I know, I'm like, so. I'm like instinctively like yep. sitting up now. Yep. So now, now we're both going to sit up perfectly straight for the remainder of this podcast. But yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so that's just one of the biggest things. So just little tips and tricks mm-hmm. like that, that, uh, you know, unfortunately my for you page is filled with them because I've saved so many. Oh yeah. I'm the same way. Like for mine, isn't necessarily like stretches or tips and tricks. It's more like workouts and motivational inspirational things and you know like you mentioned like the stretching thing cam he's the exact same way so he's also super into fitness has always been for a long time was a really crucial part of my own fitness journey and he has like a ton of stretching stuff on his for you page too that he'll send to me and he's like i saw this thing on instagram like can you help me stretch and i'm like all right you know so that's like compared to mine which is super super different i just have a lot of like different workouts to try. Do you have like guys on your Instagram or TikTok is what you said that like do certain workouts and you're like, oh, I want to try that or? There's definitely a couple guys that I've really looked at. And I think one of the biggest growing industries right Mm -hmm. now 
because of social media is bodybuilding. And so a lot of the top tier bodybuilders who were a niche community are now at the forefront of, you know, everything that's happening on social media. So, of course, Mm -hmm. when I see the four-time Mr. Olympia Chris Bumstead pop up on my TikTok page, I'm like, like, hmm, interesting. See Bums doing it? I might have to. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, I want to look like you. My dad's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. (laughs) And that's the difference is what's happened is is a lot of people were like that. They'd look at these top-tier bodybuilders Mm -hmm. four or five years ago and be like, I don't know if I want to, you know, look like that. I don't know if I want to be 2% body fat and have those kind of muscle striations mm-hmm. on every single muscle. And I mean, now they're at the forefront of, of really of what it means to be an athlete now. And so now everyone's like, oh, yeah, I want to look like that. Yeah, so. no, exactly. What they don't realize is how much work it takes. Yeah. You have to basically live and breathe it. You know. And ultimately how detrimental, you know, being in that shape and, and forcing your body to be in that yeah. shape will be later. I mean, we're seeing it now with mm-hmm. Ronnie Coleman and some of these older, you know, older guys who are coming out on social media to talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, they struggle to get out of bed in the morning. Some of them mm-hmm. have walkers, you know, mm-hmm. some of them are having to have spinal fusion surgery because of what they put their body through and yeah. alternatively what they took to get to that level. Yeah, it's really like a double-edged sword in a lot of ways, but... You know, you talk about Chris Bumstead, and I know that, like, you on your Instagram, you'll repost a lot of stuff from this company called NFQ. Yep. But does that, how does that inspire you? Is like, is that what you go to when you need inspiration or motivation? So I found NFQ in what would be probably the fall of 2020 at a a really interesting time in my life. Mm -hmm. But NFQ, to give a little background, is a veteran-founded company. Uh, It's not specifically for veterans, but a lot of it is veteran-motivated for a lot of these guys who have come back from overseas and been in, you know, really dark places and needed that real motivation. And and Mm -hmm. that's the the whole premise of the company is there's nothing fake. Yes, the title is aggressive and it's yeah. definitely not you know like age appropriate for a younger audience yeah the but title the real is world the title is never effing quit yeah so but the real world there isn't any censorship and there isn't any you know yeah. hold back and for what a lot of these people have been through the realness of that saying is something that they embody into their everyday life and mm-hmm. so that's something that i adopted was you know you, you can't put the gloves on for when you're trying to motivate yourself because the world mm-hmm. has its gloves off 24 mm-hmm. seven and it's coming for you at every moment. Yeah. And I guess on a different perspective from like my point of view, and obviously this is so different depending from person to person. So I can't speak for the entire female population and you can't speak for the entire male population, but you know, so I've like gone through stuff before and I'm like, it's interesting, but like if I'm feeling like I need to be motivated, get my butt in the gym. You know, I look at just like motivational videos, like progress videos of like what people have gone through like before and afters because it motivates me because I'm like, I want to do that too. So do you find yourself looking at stuff like that ever? Or? I think so. And, and a lot of it is, is knowledge that you gain and, and you can see now influencers speaking about it as well. The journey of what you go on when you really get into fitness and working on bettering yourself. You find out a lot of it isn't necessarily physical a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say 80, 90% of it is mental. So being able to look at these, you know, sayings, videos, these other people for inspiration, you learn that, you know, it's it's getting up and going to the gym on the days where you don't want to or the yeah. days that you don't feel like you want to. And sometimes seeing other people doing that and speaking about, you know, when they really didn't want to get up and go, but they did it consistently for mm-hmm. three months, six months, a year, and now they get to reap the rewards of, you know, the physical looks, the physical attributes and yeah. feeling good about themselves. I think yeah. that's a huge thing for people 
that struggle some days to to really win the war with their mind. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, and with the physical attributes can come like your own self detrimental thoughts and everything. So, you know, does social media like have an impact on how you personally see yourself? Of course, and it took me, <laughs> it, it, it took me again when I was younger in my fitness journey because everyone everyone talks about it, you get the newbie gains. It's oh, like, the newbie know, gains are the best gains. Yeah, so, oh, you, I miss so the everything gains. everything happens quickly, and you start to put on muscle, and you start to look better, and and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just not as easy to really it's like change. A yeah, it's not as easy to change what you look like, mm-hmm. and you, and you sit there and you go, well, what am I doing different mm-hmm. than the guy that was just on my for you page with an eight pack and. 4% body fat who claims he did it in six months. And a lot mm-hmm. of it is seeing through the deception. And, and unfortunately, the world we live in, there's a lot of people that in order to feel better about themselves, even though they should feel, again, they should feel good about themselves no matter what, yeah. feel the need to go online and lie about what they're doing, mm-hmm. claim that they're not taking uh, performance-enhancing steroids or substances yeah. to increase them. So I think the, difficult, the difficulty right now with the current social media is understanding what's true and what's not. And then also setting the expectation for yourself. Yeah, especially, and I talked about this, and I wrote a research paper recently about Fitspiration and basically what it was. And I talk about that a lot with Fitspiration is it's a lie. Because so many people will post, like, especially with women, to be as small as possible, you want to be as skinny as possible, no body fat, you know, thigh gap, everything. But it's just not true because it's not healthy. You have to starve yourself. You have to do so many different things to force yourself to look this way, but you're just not in a healthy mindset or just like physically healthy either. So just learning what is and what isn't true is something that I think everybody needs to work on. I feel like women can be a lot more sensitive to that because women as a whole, and you know, nobody come for me for this. I'm a woman myself. We are more sensitive than men. You know, because we have more emotions, we have more hormones, all that jazz. So I think we feel it more than a lot of men do. The uh, the narrative of you have to look like this or else you're not an attractive person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure that men experience that to some degree. But I just, I, as I've, I've felt it my entire life, basically. You know, just learning to ignore that has been really, really, really tough. Yeah, it's extremely difficult, especially when your For You page is blasted with you know, the top is 0.1% of people. Exactly. I think that's a big thing that I would like to see more of on social media Mm -hmm. moving forward is the percentile usage in in graphics, in posts, because it's very easy with today's technology, especially, you know, we talk about the For You page on TikTok or your Instagram feed or, or whatever it is. You really, the content that gets pushed is only that upper, upper echelon yeah, people who've been doing it for years and years and have put so much work into their body as opposed to someone like me who's only been doing it for like a year and a half, two years, who's had a lot of ups and downs. And it's, yeah. And the difficulty is when you see five to 10 people, you know, maybe even 15 directly one mm-hmm. after another, and they're all built the same way. And, that, and all of a sudden your brain wants to say that's the expectation when in reality, you know, that's the top 0.01% of the planet. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's hard. <laughs> it is. It's extremely difficult. And guys go through it a lot, too, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the big the big milestone for guys is to bench 225. Yeah. And I, I got to that milestone, and mm-hmm. it's surprisingly unfulfilling because you turn around and you look at it, and you look to the guy next to you who's doing 275, and you it's look like, at the big guy that mm-hmm. walked in that's doing 405, and all of a sudden, it, it, it feels like the goalposts continually move. But if you yeah. sit back and realize that only 5% of the planet can hit the goal that you just hit it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself so yeah. it's, it's a healthy balance of finding stuff that will drive you to mm-hmm. continue to be better without 
the constant moving of the goalpost. The way I like to tell people is just make a new goalpost. Don't yeah. move the current one. Make a new one. Yeah, make, make hit that goal, cross it off the list, go to the next one. Like a couple weeks ago, I had a guest, Anya, you know Anya, and I asked what her goals were for the gym for lifting because she had been going through a lot of burnout, and she was just like, I have no goals for the gym for lifting. You know, if I get in there, I get in there. I want to have a good time and just remind myself why I enjoy it, and that's like I feel the exact same way about it too. So it's and it's especially hard when you give yourself a time period to make those goals and you can't hit them and then it just feels like you're a failure. And it's like all this for what, you know? So personally, I think people can give themselves a little bit more slack or be more appreciative of what they can do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't not do the work. You know, I've had goals for a long time for the gym and I'm like, well, I haven't been able to get into the gym in a hot minute because I've been super busy with school and work and everything. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to be able to hit that goal by this time, but just adjust it yep you know exactly and that's why that's why they say to again make <coughs> new ones don't move the old ones because mm-hmm. then once you accomplish something you get to turn around and look at what you've accomplished exactly exactly so not to change the subject completely but in regards to gym anxiety and body dysmorphia issues again i can't speak for the whole female population but lord <laughs> i feel like so many women have gym anxiety at least when they first start and just body dysmorphia issues forever and ever i've had body dysmorphia issues for years and years do you guys go through the same thing i definitely think so and and i think body dysmorphia ultimately comes down to how obviously you view yourself because mm-hmm. you're going to see yourself more than anyone else and so mm-hmm. you're going to start to notice the little nuances and the little differences of you know maybe you win a month where you didn't eat so well and, and the love handles come back a little bit more that yeah. kind of thing and I so bend over the rolls are a little bit bigger exactly yeah i think you know the pants feel a little bit t- it's that kind mm-hmm. of thing to where you know a, a lot of body dysmorphia again is that war within your mind of mm-hmm. you know realizing that it, it's you versus you at the end of the day that, yeah. that's the biggest thing and that, that's something i always tried to teach people was it's you versus you yeah don't make and, it a competition i was saying a lot of but the problem is that competition with yourself a lot of it is is in your head and it's difficult mm-hmm. to win because again you're going your eyes are going to tell you you know hey you're you're looking a little bit more round today you know you're yeah. putting the pants on your body saying hey these are a little bit tighter it's difficult to overcome something like mm-hmm. that and i think i think everyone uh, yeah. guys and girls go through that yeah i mean you are your biggest critique i always say if you wouldn't say it to your best friend then why would you say it to yourself you know re- mm-hmm. regarding physicality and mental health as well but changing the subject again a little bit so there is a really big stereotype in the gym when it comes to men and women that men creepy men always approach women they're disrespectful they try and hit on them get their number and it's not always the case you know have you ever had a moment where you've like approached a girl because you're like oh they look cool and you're just like oh god i don't want to seem like a creep yeah there <laughs> it's a very it's a very how fine, creepy are you barlow it's a, <laughs> it's a very fine line and uh it's how creepy are you my issue in the gym is i zone out mm-hmm. completely i'm in my old like own little world and I mean, with guys and girls, I'll like yeah. I'll zone back in and be like, "Oh my god, I've probably been staring at him for like ten seconds." That's so <laughs> awkward. But uh, yeah, so I don't I don't like the idea of using the gym as like a you know like a dating. It's almost yeah. it's, it's almost like an in person dating app. Is how some people that's treat how it. it. That's it's how really it weird. Feels to me. nowadays. Like I'm I'm at the point where it's like if I get approached by men in the gym, my immediate thought is, "Oh god, I'm gonna have to put them like tell them." go like piss off or something but in in reality it's they're just like oh can i get in the next set and i'm like oh yeah now i feel bad (laughs) you know i just assume the worst because i've heard so many horror stories and i've experienced so many horror stories 
of just men being disrespectful in the gym to women, you know? And it's, it's, the narrative can be totally flipped and people don't talk about this ever, is that women can do that too to men. I've, ex I've like, witnessed girls try and hit on guys and they're like, just let me do my thing and they keep pushing and pushing and I'm like, why is no one going to say anything about that? You know, that's so backwards to me. It is. It's, it's, it happens both ways. And, mm -hmm. you know, the way I look at it is like, the, we call it the headphones rule. Mm -hmm. Like if, if they keep, if you look at them and like you think they're looking at you, but they still have their headphones in, they're not wanting to talk to you. Like yeah. If, if they, you know, if they're popping out a headphone when they come over to you or they take their headset off, like then they probably have something to say to you, which means yeah. you should probably take your headset out. But there's, there's definitely been days where I've gone to the gym where I've mm -hmm. put headphones in that are completely dead just so people won't talk to me. Yeah. I, that's how I am with baseball hats. Uh, I never really wear hats in the gym, but if I'm having a day where I'm like, I don't want a single person, like even if I see my friends and I don't want to talk to anybody like headphones and hat on hood up, just like that's the universal sign of just don't talk to me and people who don't respect that men or women just make me really upset i think a lot of it is just people being so new to gym culture as well because again uh you know you know we talk about like we see all of the top one percent a lot of these kids are young there's some young kids moving a lot of weight yeah uh, bo both guys and girls i mean one of the uh, i think it's the team usa 140 pound lifter on the women's side is 18. <clears throat> She's, yeah, she's, it's crazy. she's going viral right now. She's gained like 200,000 followers. I think I know who you're talking about. Her name's Joy. Yep, yep, yeah, I but follow she her. Is, uh, she is blowing up right now. But she's mm -hmm. 18, moving weight that, you know, five, six years ago, women wouldn't even think about lifting. Exactly. And so it's a very interesting trend. But, but when you bring this younger, younger culture into what was a grown-up space, it's going to create... Some you know the lack of understanding because kids already mm -hmm. have respect issues to yeah. begin with which yeah. is part of which is part of being a kid you know mm -hmm. you eventually learn how to have respect um you know for lack of a better word for your elders yeah but so and I, I wouldn't even say that we are elders but i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about but exactly and so that gym space that used to be you know pretty pretty much grown-ups pretty sacred decent, to us pretty decent understanding of, of the laws of the gym if mm -hmm. you will now is filled with these 14 I mean, I, I've seen I've seen twelve year olds in the gym working out at mm -hmm. this point, which I encourage. I think it's great to start lifting weights early. I wish I had done it earlier. Yeah, but same. it's also they've brought that same immaturity of this is a playground, not a place to get work done. Yeah, and it's it's for a lot of people it is like a sanctuary because it it's a stress reliever. It's where you can just forget about like the, your hard day, and then having a pack of. 15 year old boys come in and just throw things around and act like they own the place is just irritating like like you know what i'm talking about the pack of boys we go to the same gym and every single time <laughs> i go there there is just like especially if it's later in the day when school gets out there's this same pack of guys that are like 14 to 17 i think and they just hound one machine for like 30 minutes and i'm like can i work in and they're like no i'm like okay <laughs> i'm like i don't want to push it like it's fine but it's, I don't know. Try going by yourself for once or something. Yep. It's not that hard. You know, and you don't really see that with women. Like, sometimes you'll see girls go together, like, two or three girls together. Like, I'll go with my cousin or my sister or something. But, like, I, it's always just the pack of high school boys. <laughs> I, like, I have that at my gym at home, too. Every gym I've ever gone to, you find them. I think that comes from the demographic as well, because I'll agree, I've never seen, like, a pack of girls, but yeah. there, even uh, every gym I've been to, I think there's been a pack of guys, and a lot of it is just demographic and culture. Guys mm -hmm. are generally more active physically mm -hmm. than women, so I think, but as more women become, you know, physically active and more mm -hmm. women join this demographic that, as we've talked about, is, is now trending even younger and younger, I think we'll start to see 
you know, for better or worse, the <laughs> packs of the packs women of working people. out together. Yeah. I mean, like, you'll have, like, y- like classes and stuff that a lot of women do, but it's it's different when you see weightlifting. But, no, I definitely agree. Not to completely do a 180 on the topic again, but what goals do you have for the future in regards to your gym-iness? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I, I'd like to get on a stage at some point to compete. Ooh. Uh, probably either for powerlifting or Olympic lifting, I think would mm-hmm. be the two. I, I'm not, I will fully admit I am not dedicated enough to my diet to ever do bodybuilding. Yeah, I was going to ask, I like do you food. think you ever could? I like food too much. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is the overarching issue is I like pizza and sugar and Oh, same. I like food. I hate cardio. Eat. Yep, exactly. So I've kind of accepted and, and that's, again, it comes from... You know, I'm, I'm going on five years doing this. It comes mm-hmm. from the self-realization of what I am capable of and what I am not. If I really wanted to, I could. But mm-hmm. I think the first thing <laughs> I want to knock off my list is competing uh, in some form or fashion. Yeah, I think you could. I, you should. It's. I've heard from, you know, friends of ours, Addison, that it's super fun and it's really fulfilling, you know. So, yeah. Do you have any advice for anybody just in general? Oh, we could do a whole podcast on advice that I have <laughs> and the mistakes I've made and, and all of the stuff I wish I could redo. I, I think, again, I think the general the general idea that I wish I'd come to understand mm-hmm. faster. And, and it's funny enough, I saw it uh, on social media, saw it mm-hmm. on a podcast. It was, uh, I believe it was The Rock that was uh, talking about, uh, it was either, it was one of those... One of those sports entertainment guys we're talking about, but the the way they put it is the weight is the same every single day when mm-hmm. you come into the gym. A forty five pound weight will be a forty five pound weight no matter what, whether mm-hmm. it feels heavier or lighter to you. Mm-hmm. It is not changing, and once you understand that fact, that ultimately it's on you and and the mental war within yourself to move that constant, mm-hmm. that's when you'll start to make real progress. I agree. Very good advice. Well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode. Appreciate it. And thank you so much for our viewers for tuning in this week for this week's episode of Fit People Problems Podcast. Make sure to check out my weekly blog that corresponds with each podcast episode posted every Tuesday at 2 on my website. What my guests and I talk about here, I will give my own thoughts and opinions on there. You can find it again on my website, which is in the link of my Instagram bio at fitpeopleproblems underscore. So thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week, Monday at one. I'm your host, Roan Edmonds, and this has been the Fit People Problems Podcast.